Alright guys, welcome back to What The Puck. This is Season 2, Episode 17. I'm Rob Zadek, along with co-host... Tom McMahon. What a wild first round we had. We had five Game 7s, the most since the early 90s I read recently. So, just absolutely a pleasure to watch from a a fan that has no team in, in the playoffs right now. So, uh, this episode, we're just going to go over all five Game 7s. That happened last week. Well, not last week. That happened recently. And we'll give our preview for the second round. Preview and prediction. So we'll start. We're going to go in order of how the games went. So the first game seven that happened was Boston versus Carolina. Carolina took care of business, winning 3-2. to two. It was more of a 3-1 to one game. I think Pasternak scored with like 15 seconds left to make it 3-2. Um what do you, how do you think this series went? I mean, whoa, how do you think this uh, Game 7 went? Carolina was the better team. Uh, I said it the whole way. Um, they, they really showed it in, in Game 7. They were, they were the hungrier team. Uh, Boston wasn't hungry until it was about three minutes left in the game. Uh, what I found interesting about the series was before the game, they showed a stat. And this is that Game 7 was the ninth time in NHL history in which the home team won the first six games. Uh, prior to that series, the away team wound up winning game seven, six out of the previous eight times. Wow. So looking at that stat, I'm like, all right, you know, the ball's in Boston's court here. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, Carolina showed up. They showed that they were the better team. They showed that they could skate with Boston. Boston may have had more playoff experience. Uh, they definitely had the better first line. But... Yeah. You know, looking at playoff hockey, we look at depth, and Carolina is one of the deepest teams in the league, if not the deepest team in the league. So I think the the correct team won. And you know, looking back at last episode, I think it was right of me to pull back my prediction and say Carolina was going to take it. Yeah, so. I I agree there. Carolina was definitely the better team most of the series. I, I it was this is a weird series because I don't know coming into these playoffs like I preach five v five hockey, but I feel like the team that won won the special teams battle every night. Like all the games in Boston that they won, I feel like they were five on threes and, you know, constant power play time where, you know, game seven, you're not going to get that. And Carolina is the better team five on five and they, they took care of business. Now, I guess just one question that pops up for Boston is Patrice Bergeron. Um, he he left the ice, and in the post game interview, he he didn't seem too upset. But when Brad Marchand got interviewed, he he kind of got a little choked up about Bergeron. And you know, is that a sign that this this is it for him in Boston? Is that it for his career? You know, there's you know a huge question mark there. I mean, he's 37 years old, but he's you know he's still effective. He got nominated for the Selkie, so I mean he's still. He still, if he wants to go somewhere else, get paid. Like, he'd still get, a, I think, a good two-year, maybe even a three-year deal. That's exactly what I think is going to happen. But it's not going to be with Boston. You think, he, you think he goes somewhere else? Yeah, he's walking. He'll get his jersey retired in Boston. That's a guarantee. 100%. But now it, it really is up to Bergeron whether he wants to, you know, make some more money somewhere else, take a hometown discount, stay in Boston, or, you know, he, he could just hang up the skates Right now, and you know, it would still be a, I I'd say a Hall of Fame career, and there'd be no shock there. So, questions there. I, I think Boston still is a playoff team without Bergeron. I think they are. There's still too much star power up front, and you have McAvoy and adding um, 
who they had Lindholm at the deadline. Um, and then they got Swayman and Allmark. I, I do think they're still a playoff team just because the other teams in the Atlantic, I don't think they'll be able to catch up next year with Buffalo and Detroit. I don't think they're that good yet. So I think Boston still has one or two more years of, you know, making a run at it. It all, it really just all depends on how their off season goes. But, um, so you think he goes somewhere else? Yeah, I think he, he walks and goes somewhere else, but uh, something else that you said about the five on three and a lot of scoring. Uh, this also happened to be the uh, second time in NHL history where uh, the series went seven games and the first six games were decided by two or more goals. Normally you <laughs> see games when, – when series goes seven games, there's definitely some games that are decided by one goal or overtime. decided by overtimes yeah. and just didn't happen until game seven here. So, yeah. I mean, you know, when it comes down to scoring, the, the deeper team is going to score more. It's just, it's just how it is. Yeah, that that stadium seems crazy in Carolina. It's gonna be tough to win a game in there. All right, that wrap that wraps up the first game seven. Second game seven on that night was Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the curse continues. <laughs> the Lightning knock off the Maple Leafs two to one in game seven. So in Toronto, no less. Uh, I mean craziness i i just think i i think toronto played well i really do i think toronto played well the whole series like i think they take down boston like if they were matched up against boston i think they'd beat boston i think they would have beaten pittsburgh i think they would have beaten the rangers like i think they would have beaten like probably four other teams in the east i just think they got matched up against the back the back-to-back stanley cup champions and a game seven and going against Andre Vasilevsky just it, it never ends well. Um, Nick Paul was the unsung hero. He ended up having two goals. You know, that third line comes through again. You know, last year, that third line was scoring huge goals for them. Obviously, Yanni Gord scoring game seven um, goals. And now Nick Paul is their, their hero this game seven. So um, what, what do you think here? Yeah, goaltending goal won this, uh, no doubt. Uh, game game six was, I think, uh, the turning point because that was a game that Toronto should have ended it. Toronto was the better team all of game six uh, through the first 10 minutes of the overtime. Uh, I think that's how long it lasted, yeah. right around there. They were the better team, and it was Vasilevsky standing on his head, uh, taking in all the pressure. You would have no idea that this is a goaltender that's a shot away from elimination, and he just played like the best goaltender in the world, which he is. So hats off to him, hats off to uh, basically keeping that record up that, you know, he, he, Tampa doesn't lose two games in a row. And they don't the lose playoffs. game sevens either. <laughs> they don't lose game sevens specifically. Vasilevsky doesn't lose game sevens. Five shutouts in a row in, in not game sevens, yeah. but game clinching games. Uh, this is guy, a, yeah, yeah, first time he's let up a goal. And, first time yeah. he let up a goal <laughs> in a game clinching game. Uh, it's crazy. Just, just goes to show you how experienced Tampa is, how dangerous Tampa can be, and it's definitely not a team you want to see in the playoffs, let alone the first round. So, yeah. sorry, but does Toronto make moves in the offseason? I think they have to. I don't think they have a choice because even if, God forbid, the curse ends and they get out of the first round, they're still don't, they still don't have the depth past the first two lines to win a cup. Mm-hmm. Their first two lines are ridiculous. Don't get me wrong. They, they are a solid six-forward team. Unstoppable. But after that, you know, 
doesn't do the job. I don't. Doesn't think. do the job. It, like you, you know, you want to go through the teams. It doesn't do the job against Carolina. It doesn't do the job against TBL, and it doesn't. It might have done the job against Florida. I'm really not too yeah. sure. But everybody else, yeah, it would have been a cakewalk. But it just, it, it's unfortunate. Yeah. But I, I don't know what I don't know what they do in the off season. I don't know if players are gonna want out. But it, it's just a bad time to be a Leafs fan, and it's even a worse time to be. Somebody in a Leafs jersey. Yeah. John Tavares now has yet to win a playoff series since he left the Islanders. So you could eat that, even though I don't really, I don't really dislike him anymore. I've been over that for a few years now. It's just, it's almost like comical that uh, it's, it like ended up working out like that. Because when he first walks, I'm, the one thought in my head, I'm like, oh, they're going to win a cup. <laughs> I mean, they were, they were like stacked. I mean, they still are stacked, but... The league is depth is everything, and I just can't believe that. That's what makes you think maybe Dubis is the is the one to go. If the, if that's the change the team needs, is it general manager? Maybe you you mess up the bottom six because that is the problem. You need to be deeper, and the problem is you pay four superstars max contracts. It's impossible to have a good depth. That's not the general manager's fault. That's the players for their asking price. Well, I know, but you if you either a you want money or b you want to win a cup, can't can't really have both. Yeah, but the general manager is the one offering the contract, so then it's like you don't, then you don't have a top six, you don't have that those top six guys, and you don't even make the playoffs. And, and that's your, I mean, that's, that's your choice. It's like, like to, Toronto is built to dominate the regular season, and they they probably will next year. They're going to have over a hundred points next year. Matthews will put up another fifty goals. Like that's not that's not a shock to say. The thing is, are they going to be able to put it together and put a run when it matters most? And I don't know. I really don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see where Nylander goes. We'll see. People are saying give give the C to Matthews. Take it away from Tavares. That, give it to that, Matthews. To me, that doesn't matter. That, 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 that stirs that, the pot for no reason. One, it stirs the pot. And two, they're, they're both leaders on that team. It doesn't matter who wears what. I mean, they're, they're both. It's, it's, not like a, it's not like a hierarchy in that team. It's more of like a, it's more of a, like a board of electives that, that run that team. And... You know, my personal opinion, I think Marner's the problem. Marner's Marner is getting paid way too much for the which. Also, I don't know if you read online. Marner just—I don't want to talk shit about Marner because Marner oh, just got carjacked. Yeah, that was fucking Marner, crazy. Yeah, Marner just got carjacked at gunpoint, so mm-hmm. I don't really want to talk about that. But it was driving a black Range Rover, so <laughs> I mean, and they, yeah, it, of course they want his car at the movie. And they did, apparently they didn't know it was Mitch Marner. Like it wasn't an attack because they lost Game Seven. It was <laughs> just they went after a black Range Rover. So, yeah. but uh, no, nah, I, I don't think Marner deserves the money. That, that really? He, that he gets now. Nah, that, that money should. I think Tavares doesn't deserve the money. No, nah, I think Nylander deserves a little bit more money. Uh, I think signing Morgan Riley to that ridiculous deal in the middle of the season was that was way too much money. I know he's your number one defenseman, which goes to show you that that that's that's their number one defenseman, and they should probably get deeper on defense. Uh, like the, the goaltending, goaltending is not a problem for that team. Goaltending is fine. You know, he's, Campbell's Campbell. Fine. Campbell's you know. Could, you could debate. He's definitely top ten in the league. Yeah. I mean, this year. But it's just something's got to go. And when when you look at what's got to go, you can't look at the player. You have to look at the player in the contract. Players pl- players that are good and players that are bad are determined by their contract. Like I, I say all the time, I, I'll relate it to Zabinajad. Zabinajad sucks. He sucks. 
Not that he's a bad player, but he is not worth $9 million or $8.5 million. You got to look at the player to the contract. Somebody might be worse than Zabinajab is a good player, but they're sitting there only making $2 million a year. That's a good player. Hmm. It's just, it's just how I, that's just how I evaluate things. But Marner is not somebody that should be looking at $10 million a year. That's where you need to take Marner, get him out, and, you know, sign, you know, three or four more guys on the bottom half of your team for, you know, the three-and-a-half million-dollar contracts. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just what you got to do in order to get out of this first round and, and actually make some fucking solid runs in this cup. But, you know, that's a conversation for next year. That's a conversation for a different day. Mm-hmm. And, like I said, it sucks to be a Toronto fan, but you got, you got to look forward. And you, But you got to you, – you have to know at this point you got to make changes. Mm-hmm. You have to. Yeah. I'll disagree where I don't think – I don't think uh, Marner's – Marner's the problem. I think Marner's like a top, debatably top 10, 15 player in the league. Uh, maybe he's just not fully built for playoff hockey, but that can also change with maturity and just, you know, experience. So that wraps up that series. Toronto, the curse continues. They cannot clinch. They cannot finish when it matters most. The last game on that night, I believe it was a Saturday night, was Edmonton versus the Los Angeles Kings in Edmonton. The Oilers pull through after being down 3-2 in the series. They come back, they win game six, and they f- win game seven with a score of 2 to nothing. McDavid with a goal and an assist in that game. Uh, you want to go first on this one? Yeah, I thought they played good game seven hockey. It wasn't like game six where they were out there to score. They played good games, which is funny because game six and game seven were both elimination games for them. But they, to me, they had two totally different approaches to both games. It was it was interesting to see how how it switched, and it was interesting to see that you know when it you know when the pressure's on both teams in Game Seven, how how things could change. Thought McDavid had an outstanding series. I thought you know impressive all around. Yes, he can do it without Drysaitel, and yes, I don't think Drysaitel is the factor on that team. I think it is McDavid on that team, but without Drysaitel, I just can't see them going any further than the LA Kings. That that's that's the problem I see right now. Yeah, team team is not deep enough. If they have to take L.A. Drew Doughty list seven games, that's that's not good, guys. It's not good to be an Oilers fan. Yeah, that's really all I gotta say. Yeah, um, I agree that McDavid absolutely took over. I think that game seven performance was one of the best performances I've seen in by one player. Like almost, I think I've ever seen with my own eyes. Like he completely dominated that game. He was out there every other shift. It didn't matter who was his wingers. He was just both ways. He laid the most hits he's ever had in his career that game. I mean, it was just, it really was awesome to watch. Like you, you just saw you're like, Oh, he's not going down tonight. He's not going home this off season, not winning a playoff series. So kudos to McDavid. Um, I will, now, 100% after what I said after last episode, I said if McDavid doesn't get out of the first round, I will listen to Robbie about saying that McDavid is not the best player on planet Earth. McDavid is 1 million percent the best player on in the universe. Connor McDavid is the best hockey player. There is no debate anymore. No debate at all. He is number one by strides. He is the best player in the world. And I will, I don't care. I'll take that to my grave right now. McDavid is the best, and he proved it this series. 14 points in seven games, and they got shut out in a game. So, just unbelievable. I, I don't know what else to say. Um, yeah, Drysaddle gets hurt in that game seven. People are saying it's a high ankle sprain. We will see. Obviously, um, that, that game ends up being tomorrow, but they're saying Drysaddle will play, but 
you know, if he's not 100%, we'll see. We're going to get into that when we get into our uh, preview and prediction. So, yeah, really not much else to say about Edmonton, L.A. I think L.A.'s got a bright future. Um, they have apparently, like, a top-five prospect pool, and they already have some young – some of their young prospects have already came through and showing that they could be, you know, 25, 30 goal scorers in this league. So. Jonathan Quick also played very well. Oh, yeah. Yes, exactly. Very, very well, the goaltending. Uh-huh. Jonathan Quick and, I mean, even Mike Smith. I mean, showing, putting up a Game 7 shutout. It's impressive. Although, obviously, Edmonton dominated that game. The shots were, again, doubled. Um, but shout-out to the old goalies coming through and performing when it matters. So I think that'll be it. Uh, we'll get into, I guess, the biggest series, New York Rangers, Pittsburgh Penguins. Robbie's got a little smile on his face. Uh, Rangers down 3-1. to one. We recorded um, when it was 3-2. to two. I said, I said Pittsburgh's not going to win another game without Crosby. Crosby comes back game seven. Rangers pull it through in overtime. Robbie, how you feeling today? How, how can I not smile? Yeah. But they fucking do it too many times. They, this, is now, this is now the third time in, in, less than, in less than 10 years that they come back from three to one. And they just... I don't know why they do it. I just don't know why. I mean, this is why things are seven games, I guess. This is why, and this makes, you know, this makes me think that, you know, back in the COVID year, if if Carolina, if that series between the Carolina Rangers was seven games, it might have been a little different. They might have came back from 3-0. All right. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> no, but, uh, no, I just, I just, it's just shocking because at no point during game five, six, or seven did I think the Rangers were the better team. They just had better. They just had better individual shifts, and when they grouped two or three good shifts together, they wound up putting up two, three goals in, in a span of three minutes. But mm-hmm. in, in, but looking at the overall sixty minute game, they were not the better team. And I don't think in any game, any not in one game, I don't think they were the better team. And they managed to pull off. And I don't even think Igor played like Igor. Igor Igor played like a good goaltender. If he was you know if he was somebody else, I'd be like yeah you know. He played all right this series. He, you know, he let up goals that he was supposed to let up because they were just high danger chances. But he didn't play like like the Igor that we saw for you know sixty games during the regular season. Um, I mean, again, the, the Penguins, the more experienced team, the and what I saw through seven games, the better team. And you know, it, it was so funny because I was watching after Game Five. It had to be after game five or game six. Because I, I normally watch the game on MSG and I wound up watching it on TNT. And the funny thing was they were talking about Crosby. And it happened to be Wayne Gretzky talking about Crosby. And they said, you know, for the first, for the first four games, and it had to be game five. In the first four games, the Rangers had no answer to Crosby. They're sitting back and playing defense. He's like, you know what? The best way to stop Crosby is more fucking offense. You can't. You don't have to play defense if you're playing offense. And I feel like whether the Rangers heard him or didn't, they kind of turned it around a little bit, and they started. They started not worrying about Crosby. When Crosby's on the ice, don't worry about him. Why don't you just worry about getting in the offensive zone? He can't score from the offensive zone, and if he does, it's Igor's fault. Hmm. So, I mean, that like what a what a. I thought that was such a great thing what he said because it's absolutely true. Don't don't sit there and pay attention to one player because obviously there's nobody on that Rangers roster that could stop Crosby. Not one. And sometimes it was two players at once. Not nobody could stop him. Nobody could stop him. So the only way to stop him was with more offense, which they did generate, but they generated shift by shift. 
which is not going to fly. Which is, that's it, guys. It is not going to fly no more. This shit, the way they played for the first seven games, is not going to fly no more. No way. So either wake up or sit down. That's all. That's really, that's really all I got to say. Yeah. We're okay. not going to touch the Carolina series yet because we're – ain't nothing else on the series. Um, I mean, congrats. Uh, you proved me wrong. You, you, they've been proving me wrong all season. Back when we used to do the polls – I think the New York Rangers themselves, I had the worst I had the worst record with them. Hmm. They won when I told them that they were going to lose and when I said they were going to lose, they won. So I, I maybe I don't even know my own team. Maybe I should just I don't know become I don't know become a St. Louis Blues fan because mm-hmm. I seem to know them better, but I, I I have no answer for this team. They do the opposite of what I think they're going to do and it just just shows how shows how inconsistent the team is and it just it blows my mind. But yes, they they have to wake up. They have to wake up. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say. Yeah. So I guess I'll say congratulations. Um, that one hurt. Definitely watching because I, I just didn't want – I really, really, really wanted them not to get out of the first round. I just didn't want them to get that pleasure because now if they – say they lose to Carolina, I mean, it's just – yeah, they lost. But, I, I mean, they got out of the first round, so it's just a lot more experience for those – for those younger players, and it'll definitely help them in the future more. Like, I just didn't want them, you know, I just wanted all those fans to go home upset at MSG, maybe like an overtime goal or something. But I I just think that this Rangers team has gotten blessed in so many different ways this year, whether it was just bounces or just, you know, timely, going, uh, timely goals. Like, they, they – I give them credit. They, they, they finish on their opportunities, and they get those timely goals, like – Right when you need a goal, they get the goal. Like I mean, and you you can't teach that. I'm not gonna call it, like not gonna call it luck, but I'm not gonna call it skill either, because I think at certain like certain times you're not gonna get those timely goals, and it's gonna catch up to you. I just think this series they got absolutely blessed in every way possible. The series was over in Game Five when they're down two nothing, and Crosby gets just an un a freak situation where Truva's elbow comes up in the stick and he's out for five the rest of that game and the rest of the game and obviously all of game six and you know whatever in game seven to Smith whatever they don't have to face Jari in the first round they have to face to Smith who's you know actually had a pretty decent year to Smith gets hurt in game one they're playing an AHL goaltender right a fucking AHL goaltender and they took them to seven games I mean I I do not think they deserve to win this series and I, you even said that you don't think they they're don't. the better team. I do not think the Rangers deserve to win the series. Um, and it just sucks for me because I'm just getting text messages from all these Ranger fans saying... Not me. Uh, not you. Look, I said you're a different... That's a diff- your cousin. You're a different Ranger fan. You're, you're a little more... Uh, I mean, you're not a little... You're, you're much more humble and you're uh, very raw with your team. You're very honest, which I respect that. But a lot of these other casuals, I'll say, just, you know that just showed up to uh, watching the Rangers, you know, a week and a half ago, are just, it, it kills me. You don't understand. Like, you don't understand who you just beat. You beat Louis Domingue. Like, congratulations. Like, seriously. Like, you guys should have beat Louis Domingue in six games or five games. But it went seven. You got the job done. All that matters. I think it's bullshit on the game-tying goal. Game-tying goal. Lafreniere rips the helmet off of uh, Matheson or whoever it was. The defenseman on Pittsburgh. And he has to now get off the ice. He could have went and grabbed his helmet, but I'm pretty sure he didn't know where the helmet was. But you can't play the puck without a helmet. I think that rule is just terrible. If you lose your helmet on a freak play, you know, on your own, all right, I get it. You have to go to the bench. But if a player on the Rangers who's literally away from the puck 
grabs your neck and rips your helmet off, it's got to be at least an interference or a roughing call on Lafreniere there, 100%. And that just flies. He has to go to the bench. The defense isn't set up. Marino's like skating back on the ice, and Zabinajag opens up in the slot, and he tucks it home. I think that's bullshit. The game should have probably ended in regulation. Well, I'm over it. Whatever. You know what I did, though, is I live bet the Rangers about seven times that game. So I ended up winning... You know, a little over 100 bucks on that game. So it, it, it made me feel a little better um, going to bed that night. But other than that, it fucking sucked. Uh, yeah, I really don't want to talk about that series anymore. I mean, the reason why they took Deming to seven games is because they didn't figure out until game number five that we, we have to shoot the puck. I mean, it's, yeah. it was, it, we weren't shooting. We're that, we're that, we still had that pass-first mentality the whole series. And it wasn't, in mm-hmm. like, it wasn't until we realized we were, we were not scoring on the perfect plays. We were scoring on shots. bullshit, bogey shots from the top of the circle. Oh, yeah. Just look oh. at the, just, just look six. at Game 6 Criders. That is an NHL video game goal. That's that the worst goal I've ever seen in, in the playoffs ever, I think. Well, if you look at what he's got to duck, duck his head. He didn't even control the rebound. Instead of he, he basically pushed the puck away from him. The puck came at him, and instead of him catching it or absorbing it, he kind of like threw his arms out and kind of pushed it away it was, from him. Oh my god, that was the, that was when I watched that. I actually like I'm like this series is over. I'm like I can't this Louis Domingue cannot be the the goalie. Like when he let that in, that was just. Oh, that was the worst playoff goal I think I've ever seen go in. I mean, Jeff Carter almost stopped it too. That was a sick yeah. part. In in my old, in my life watching, that is the weakest goal I've ever seen. First of all, duck your head and let the puck over the net because it was going high anyway. Don't throw your fucking hands at it and let the puck go straight up in the air and over your head. Oh god, that pissed me off. I was like, this is how they win. Like I, I couldn't even believe it. Whatever. I don't know. I th- I, I thought the cap. I thought the fucking uh, Florida's overtime goal against the Capitals. That that was weak. I couldn't yeah, believe that shit went Not as weak as this one, dude. That, no, that, that dude, was, this one was, that was a slap weak. shot from the point that was going probably 75 miles per hour at the dude's fucking helmet. Put your glove out and catch it or let it go. I mean, no offense, I can save that. I literally can. I'm not even joking. Like, I, I've never played a fucking a, a second of goalie in the NHL, but I played baseball growing up. I could catch a 75 mile per hour shot. All right? That wasn't even screened. Whatever. Next. And no, the one, one more thing. The one more thing I gotta say because you said about the timely yeah. scoring and you don't want to call it luck. I just, I just have to get this off my chest because yeah. I, I seriously think this is true. Yeah. The Rangers have a better chance of winning a game when they're losing by two goals than when they are when they're winning <laughs> by two goals. And I absolutely one hundred percent agree with that. Why How they play many different? times, like other than the Florida Panthers, the Rangers are the second best comeback team in the league is because they they. They need pressure to get into the desperation mode. Like, there's never, there's never a time where the Rangers start off a game and they're just in desperation mode. They, they were, they were losing game six two nothing. They were losing game five two nothing. They were losing elimination games early on in the game by like two goals. And and they get into this. Oh my god! Now the pressure's on. Like, well, why couldn't we come out like that? And why did we even have to let the two goals up to begin with? To all of a sudden, like, wake up and start to feel because. Not to mention, like, that, that's just the Penguins. You do that against a team like Colorado, where you just, like, you, you wait until Sweet. they put... You're it's going gonna, to be down 4-5-0, yeah. and I don't know if the Rangers have the capability of coming back by that. But the Rangers, how many times have the Rangers gave up leads throughout the entire season and then wound up losing the game? I know they had a 2 nothing lead against Vancouver during the season, going into the third period, and they wound up losing 3-2 in overtime. Edmonton. How many times? Yeah, Edmonton, in Edmonton. Yeah. Like, they were, you know, 6-4 in the third period, and they wound up losing in overtime. Like the Rangers seem, to, they seem like they have to be losing the game in order to get into that desperation. But like same way, Boston decided to pick it up in the last three minutes of the game because their season was on the line and they were down two goals, and all of a sudden they were unstoppable. 
I, I just don't get why the Rangers can't do that for three periods straight. I, 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 I'm not asking for you to do it every game because, yes, you are allowed to lose a few games in a seven-game series. But, like, you got to come out with a little bit more fucking oomph so that I don't get Tom McMahon over here talking about the Rangers get goals when they, you know, when it just happens to be the right time and they get the lucky goals to, like, tie the game. Now, I don't call them lucky. I, well, yes, the, uh, the Crowder goal was uh, – or Zavinich had ended up touching it. That goal was luck. I think that they get outplayed for, you know, five, six, seven minutes – and then they'll get that one opportunity. Get the one, and they, they finish get, on it. They get one shift, and they fucking score two goals. Yeah, which is they again, go into that desperation mode. That's what I'm saying. Like it's you said, you said, which I agree with. Right. It's not going to work against those nope. upper echelon teams. Nope. You got to be able to hold the lead. Mm-hmm. That's something they don't do. Yeah, they don't do. It's just unbelievable. Like I said, like I said, when you're when you're leading the game, don't play defense. Play more offense. The best defense is to play more offense. Exactly. There it is. Don't yeah. stop. Don't even play the dump and chase game with five minutes left in the game. Fucking mm-hmm. cycle the puck in the offensive zone. I agree. They can't score if they don't have the puck. I agree. That's it. You can move on. All right. Final game seven was Calgary versus Dallas. Um, and probably the most one-sided game I've ever seen that went to overtime. Jake Ottinger, shout out to you. Um, you're 23 years old. Like You started in the AHL this year, and you put on probably the best playoff performance by a goalie. That will probably happen this whole postseason. So... Good for you. It just didn't end well. Johnny Goudreau, game winner in the first in the first overtime. I don't know. It was about maybe ten minutes in, um, and Calgary moves on to give us the Battle of Alberta. Um, you had Dallas in the series. Yep. Um, I had Calgary in five, so I give Dallas credit for really pushing it. Um, but Calgary was definitely the better team in the series, and I think it just took a little, a little. I don't know what it was, maybe two or three games for Johnny Johnny Goudreau to finally get going. You know, Kachuk finally scored in game seven, got his first goal. Like, they just they need to get going, and I can see them starting to roll this next series. So, you got anything on this series? Yeah, I, I didn't pick Dallas thinking that Dallas was going to be the better team and win the series. I, I picked Dallas because it was definitely a series that could have went either way. And when, I, when I'm in a bracket and I'm going to assume that 90% of the people are going to take the number one team in the Pacific, I'm going to say, like, I'm going to take my odds here and – Basically say, you know, listen, Calgary is 100% the better team. But if, if Dallas could somehow pull out a win in this series, I'm, you know, I'm going to jump ahead a bunch of people. Which, which you know, they came, they came very close to doing. Oh, it. yeah. Sagan but like, could have finished yeah. that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Go, like, uh, if you asked me before the series started, gun to my head. Yeah, Calgary is going to win because they're the better team. Yeah. But if there, was, if there was one game, if there was one series that featured a number, uh, a number one team in their division to lose, it would have been Calgary. Mm-hmm. Which was the only number one seed to go to, so, not Carolina too. Yeah. But Carolina was that's different. It's a different they're, matchup. They're, yeah, they're a diff- Carolina is, is a different. I don't. know, Maybe it's my Ranger bias, but Carolina wasn't a one seed because the the one the uh, the three other one seeds were one hundred percent one seeds with like twelve to fifteen games left in the season. Carolina didn't be didn't lock their one seed in until they were at eighty eighty one games played. They like they they had to wait to play the Rangers twice. So they're a one seed, but like it could have very much been the Rangers one seed. So, but um, yeah, that that's the only reason why I picked Dallas. But yeah, Calgary was the the better the better team. Uh, it sucks. It sucks for everybody on that Dallas team. It, it, you know, it they stinks. had no Rupe hints for Game Seven. That hurts. But. Yeah. Uh, Radulov just had a really, really yeah, bad season yeah, overall. He's fell off. I don't know what happened with him. He he used to be like. Not not elite, but he was like a solid top six guy. Now that guy, he's not. I don't even 
I would not even put him in a top six in an NHL lineup. I don't know what how he fell off. I mean, Jamie Ben fell off. Sagan's not putting up the same numbers. Like they're they got some good young core, but they're like they're you know their leadership is they're not putting up the numbers that they that they did a few years ago. Like Jamie Ben is not the same player. Um, I mean, but yeah, kudos, like I said, kudos to Dallas and, and Nashville because they get Vegas out, and I can't, I can't stand yeah, Vegas. So fuck Vegas. I'm, 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 I'm happy to give both of those teams, you know, a shot. Uh, Nashville was kind of, you know, got the raw end of the stick with no, with no sorrows. But, I, I mean, looking at it, I, I had both of, the, both of those teams not making the playoffs this year. So for them to even be given the opportunity to do it in, in the Central – is is good. It's good. I mean, there are other teams I would like to see there before them, but you know, it it, it is what it is. Yeah. Do, do do I do I think both of those teams deserve to switch with the Van? I'm I'm sorry. I'm going way off topic. No, you're good. Do, do do I think that both of these teams, like, would I swap both of these teams out for for uh, Vancouver and Vegas because I think both of those teams are the better team? Absolutely. Oh yeah, it would have been. Way I think better I, I think like Vancouver versus Calgary. And then Vegas versus Colorado would have been two, two. Di- we would have been singing two different songs here, but you know that just goes to show you guys. You know that's why the season's eighty-two games. You can't, you can't, you can't be like a Vancouver and and just you know wait for the coaching change and you know it, it's too late. It's too late to turn your shit around. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that, that that's really it for me. Yeah, yeah, that's all I got. So that wraps up all five game sevens. And now we're on the final eight teams, the second round of the 2022 Stanley Cup playoffs. We will start with a game that is currently going on. Obviously, we like to record on um, you know, Mondays or Tuesdays, and a lot of the time there's hockey games on. So right now the Tampa Bay-Florida game one is on. Don't worry, it will not affect our prediction. We are going, we're giving you predictions as if it was prior to this game. So uh, I guess I'll go first here. I think this is going to be a wonderful series. Uh, obviously, they met last year in the playoffs. Tampa Bay took it in six. I think it goes the distance um, this time. And I have Tampa Bay in seven. Now, I don't know. <laughs> like, I have Tampa in seven here. I have Tampa going to the cup in my bracket. But Braden Point, who got injured in game seven against Toronto, I'm watching the game right now. He's not on the ice. He did not play game one. So that hurts Tampa. That truly hurts them. They, I think Brandon Point is like one, like one of their most dynamic players in that offense. He brings something that no other player in that offense has, like that speed and that grittiness. You know, they have, they have the talent, obviously Kucherov, Stamkos and stuff, but like Brandon Point was that star player that will do the dirty work, that will score those clutch goals and all that. And if, if he's out this, this series... Florida could take it in five, and I really wouldn't be surprised. Like, I wouldn't be. Like, they need Braden Point back in the lineup. But I'm sticking to my guns here, and I'm going to go Tampa in seven. It's, I just, are they going to be able to beat Vasilevsky four times? I don't know. That's where I just don't know. I don't know if they'll be able to, I don't know if they'll be able to beat Vasilevsky four times in one game, if you know what I'm trying to say here, goals-wise. Will they be able to beat him four times? I don't know. So, short and sweet here. It's going to be a wonderful series. Battle of Florida. We got some great matchups in the second round this is one of them uh yeah so i got tampa in seven i think they're gonna upset florida one more time i think and you know i'm gonna have to agree with you (laughs) 
<laughs> you're gonna, what are you, are you switching here? Uh, you're switching? Robbie's got Florida winning the cup. Why are you looking at my paper? No. Oh, I, oh no, no, no. Listen, I, I got, listen, I had Florida in, in my bracket. I have Florida beating Tampa because I thought Florida would end Washington in, in four or five games. And they have plenty of rest, but but considering that Tampa ended their series only one night after Florida did, I mean that that that's really it's, it's pennies on the dollar. It doesn't mean anything. So I, it, it's just a matter of it, to me, it's not even the, Tampa. Like Tampa's Tampa, and I don't even think Tampa played that good against Toronto. They, and they still wound up pulling out a win. Florida didn't play that good against Washington either, and still pulled out a win. So, uh, to be honest with you, I, did, I, I didn't see either one of these teams reach their full potential in the first round. So, it's even hard for me. So, now I'm kind of basing my decision based off of, based off of the first 82 games of the season. And, and that's, not, that's not the right way to do this. But I, 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 have, I have no insight. But if I'm going to do it, I'm, gonna, I'm still going to ride with the President Trophy winners. So, I, I've got Florida and I've got Florida in, in seven games. I would take Florida nine games if I if I had the <laughs> chance because I, I think that whoever wins the series, the next team would probably win right after. It's just going to be a back and forth type of thing, and yeah. I don't know. It's again, it's it's down to if Florida could beat Vasilevsky because Florida could beat the beat Ta- yeah, beat Tampa the Bay, the actual team. I, I think, especially with the addition of Giroux and and the depth that Florida has, it matches it matches Tampa Bay's depth. Uh, I mean, if, you, if you're not one of those people that are into hockey, so some of the guys that don't get mentioned enough, I know we we, we sucked off Conor Verhage in uh, the first round, how good he's been playing, but before the playoffs, we probably you guys probably had no idea who he was. Um, you know, Sam Reinhart and Sam Bennett. Uh, Reinhart comes from the Buffalo Sabres. He's hungry. This is a place that he's never been before. But I, I'm talking about players like that. That depth is, is super important, and that's what's going to match Tampa Bay you know the players like Nick like we Paul. were talking about Nick Paul, and Hagel. They just added Hagel. Hagel, like you know that that's what you're going to need to take Tampa Bay. So here we have two teams that are playing each other that are going to have a totally different series than their first series. It's going to be it's going to be totally totally different. So, uh, well, I think that uh, jumping in quick. Go ahead, I go think ahead. that. This series won't. I think Florida's going to change the pace of this series because they went run and gun with them last year, and those games we had seven, six games, eight, yeah, seven you can't games. Run and gun with Tampa yeah, so I think Florida. I mean, they made the acquisitions. Like Drew knows how to play in the playoffs. He's made his runs. He could be a two way player. Like he could be a solid two way player in this in this league. They had Sherratt. Like they might want to you know slow it down a little bit. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they do. I mean. Oh, like, dude, I want to pick Florida. Like, I, I, ah. I want to pick Tampa. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I want to pick Tampa strictly from goaltending because that's the only way Tampa's going to win this series. Yeah. And that's the only way Tampa has been winning some of the series that they don't deserve to win is because Vasilevsky is the best goaltender in the world. He is. John Cooper could be the best coach, coach yeah. in, in the league. That's the factors right there that can definitely change a game seven. Yeah, but, I mean, like coaching, goal- I only took Florida because you took Tampa. I could, I, I could honestly. And I wanted to depart my, oh, my guts, my gut is telling me Florida, but I'm sticking with my bracket. And I, I, yeah, I gotta, I'll run with Florida just because they're just because they're my bracket winners. Yeah, like coaching goes to Tampa, defense goes to Tampa, and forwards with Braden Point out, I would give to Florida. But even with Braden Point's back, it's pretty close. You know, it really is. 
So uh, Tampa and seven. I would love for the series to go the distance, and we both have it going the distance. So and we got a few few of those right last series. So yeah, definitely a series to watch. Um, we'll we'll move on to the second game or the second series, which will be the second game tonight, and that's Colorado versus St. Louis. We haven't seen Colorado play in it seems like forever because of how all the other series went seven games. They finished off Nashville in seven, obviously. Well, sorry, Nashville in four, obviously. And now they have St. Louis, who I, I think this is a tough matchup for Colorado. Like, they're obviously the favorite, but you do not sleep on the St. Louis team. You do not at all. Um, my, my, my one edge here is that Colorado, I think, is just too healthy and too rested right now. And I have this going Colorado in six. And that, that's, I think St. Louis will get, I, I don't think they'll split. I think it's going to be 2-0 and then they'll split. Uh, it's going to be like, it won't, it'll be 3-1 and 3-2 and then 4-2. I don't see this series being 2-2 at any point. I don't think it'll be tied at any point is what I meant to say. So, uh, yeah, I think they're just rolling right now after, you know, how Nathan McKinnon went out last year and it seemed how pissed he was. I, I, I just think this team is on a mission and I, I, I'm sticking, I'm not going to pick against them. I'll tell you this now. So for future podcasts, I will not pick against Colorado all the way to the Stanley Cup. I will not. I think it's their year. So St. Louis is a great team. I just think there's, there's too much of everything with Colorado. Too much depth. Too much star power. I mean, they're only question mark. I wouldn't even call it a question mark in, in net. Like Darcy Kemper, like he's not elite tier, but he's like a tier two, tier three goalie. And I, I think that just gets it done on this team. There's just way too much going on. They're just everywhere. They're too fast. They're too strong. They're too skilled. Uh, that's really all I got. I got Colorado in six. I'll give the respect to St. Louis by giving them two games. Like, I think that's respect because I, I think that's the most game i think two games might be the the most games that they'll lose in a series colorado like i'm serious that's how high i am on colorado and i'm not a genius for saying i'm high on colorado either because <laughs> they are the cup favorites but yeah i'll i'll take colorado in 6 what do you got robbie I'll agree with you colorado in 6 i just think that st louis and i said this before we started recording they are going to hurt them he I did, wouldn't. I, say listen, <laughs> I, I think that St. Louis. Uh, I think Colorado in seven would be more would be even a better, more accurate than Colorado in five. I think St. Louis is going to beat the shit out of them, <laughs> and I think like they're not going to hit to injure, but they're going to hit to fucking hurt them, like physically. Like I, I just see like somebody like. Morgan, I just well, what I can see is like like a Tory Krug type hit on like mm-hmm. Kale McCarr, just, just something like that. They every I think that every time a Colorado player touches the puck, they are gonna get hit, and they are not. It's not gonna be one of those rub off hits. It is gonna be one of those fucking they go flying and they smash their face <laughs> against the boards because like St. Louis knows, and I think the entire, I think the entire, maybe everybody in the United States and Canada, with the exception of the the small city in Missouri, is going to believe that Colorado is the better team. So the only way you could possibly win this series is to literally just just beat them up, beat them up, wear them down, 
make them so tired, make them not even want to touch the puck because they're so they're just tired of getting hit that that's where your offense is going to get generated. They're going to they're just going to be so tired of just, you know, they if you know, they try to come in on the rush every time and, you know, somebody like Tory Krug or Colton Pareko throws a fucking massive hit on like McKinnon or Kadri or, you know, one of those guys, guess what? If that hit hurts, they ain't doing it the next time. They're getting to the red line and they're getting a deep it's just, to me, the only way St. Louis is going to win this series is by physicality, which is the one thing, and I think the only thing the advantage. that Colorado lacks as a team is the physicality. Like, there are people that hit on the team, but they are not a hard-hitting, in-your-face, wear-you-down team, which is why what I think St. Louis is, and which is why I think they beat Minnesota, but St. Louis could also score because... Besides, like their captain Morgan Riley, and you know, throughout the whole lineup, David Perron that go in and play you that wear you down type of 2019 Stanley Cup champion mentality. Mm -hmm. They have people like Robbie Fabry, Robert Thomas, Vladimir Tarasenko that have no problem sniping a fucking corner from the top of the circle. Like they they could do that too. It's just that they need to get the opportunities, and the only opportunities that they're gonna get is when St. Louis shows up with the physical play. Yeah. The one thing I got to say is if St. Louis wants to play this physical game, they got to be able to catch Colorado because they are fast. They're fast. So, the fastest. Yep. Um Yeah, I, yeah, St. Louis is as deep as it gets and they had I think we read on the screen before this uh Florida game, they had eight players with 50 points and they had a ninth player with 49 points. Like so they 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 got guys that could score. They, got, they were third in the league in goals, so, I mean, it's going to be a fun series. I'm excited for it. So we both have Colorado and six. Anything you want to add? Good? Yeah, I'm good. All right. The big series, New York Rangers versus the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, yeah, I'm going to keep mine short and sweet. You could definitely go into depth. I have Carolina in six. Um, I want to say five, but I have Igor playing better this series like much better not that he played bad i just see him you know truly stealing a game where i feel like he didn't steal a game in the first round i'm gonna give him a steal but i think the series comes down to who's who's better 5v5 and carolina is probably the best five on five team in the league and that's really all i got i if the rangers play like how they played in the first round i know robbie will probably say the same thing this this series will not take long at all it will not but I think the Rangers have uh, – I said to my dad uh, earlier today, which no, I don't like to say it. I said I the Rangers have some magic to them this year, and they really do. They, they just, I don't know what it is. They, they just got a little bit of magic. They got that it factor this year. They, they score the big goals. They win big games. So, yeah, I, just, I, I do think it ends this year, this series. But So, Carolina in six because of, of the five-on-five. Oh, okay. five. That's it. You're up. What did you say? Out of the four series, this is the worst of the four. I mean, you got the Battle of Florida, you got the Battle of Alberta, and then you have the best team in the league. So, out of the series, this is out of all out of the four. This is this is the worst, and this is going to be the quickest. I've got Carolina in five, and Carolina in four is not that far out of the question. The one thing I do have to say is that if the Rangers, if the Rangers somehow surpass Carolina, and Colorado loses, I think the Rangers have a good chance of winning the cup. Because to me, 
Carolina is the second best team in the league, and they've been the second best team in the league the entire way through. I, I think that Colorado versus Carolina is is a fucking showdown for the ages. So I, I think this is the biggest test. Carolina is the best team in the East, in my opinion. Uh, the Rangers, interesting position because they go, uh, they play four games against the Penguins during the regular season. They go three and one. They play Carolina four games in the season and go one and three. But none of those games were close. Even the game that the Rangers won, Igor didn't play. The Rangers played the night before versus Tampa in Tampa, traveled to Carolina. Uh, Georgiev uh, got a two nothing shutout, but he faced fifty shots, and Frederick Anderson only faced eighteen. So <laughs> the Rangers basically lost all four games this season. In, in in my honest opinion, the games that the that Carolina won, the Rangers I think uh, two uh, two of the games were uh, by two goals or more, and the one game at the end of the season I think we got a garbage goal late in the third to uh, make it three two. But other than that, all three games were dominated by the Carolina Hurricanes. It was not a game this season that the Rangers faced off against Carolina Hurricanes where. The Rangers deserve to win. It is just a team that just... Do- and the the worst part is the Rangers played Carolina three times in the past... In the last two months of the season, so not much has changed. They played Carolina twice after the, after the trade deadline. And that's when, you know, a lot of the Ranger fans and a lot of the hockey analysts were saying that, you know, the Rangers are the best team in the league after the deadline. They had the best deadline. They they woke up. They had some incredible records. They they went three games without letting up a goal. I mean, but they 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 played Carolina twice after that deadline, and Carolina smoked them both times. So when when I just look at those two recent games, it's it, it's weird. But the Rangers could be that team that says, "Listen, we went one and three. We didn't really play our best. Carolina doesn't know our full maximum potential. You know, even when we lost, we still got killed. We got we got outshot by, you know, 40 shots. I mean, Carolina might not know what the Rangers' true potential is, but maybe that's maybe that was Carolina's game plan. They, they, Carolina plays in such a fashion that the Rangers can't get to their full potential. Carolina is not like any other team the Rangers played this season, and it, it's so funny because I spoke to my dad, and he's he watches every game, and he asked me a thousand times, Rob, who would win between Colorado and Carolina? Who would win in Colorado and Carolina? And I'm like, Dad, I don't really know, quite frankly. And he's always asking, why can't the Rangers play like Carolina? And I give him, I give my dad the simple answer because he, you know, my dad watches the big games, and he's always like, Carolina is always up the Rangers' ass, even on like even on the power plays. You know, Carolina plays an aggressive penalty kill. They are on top of the Rangers at all time. I said, Dad, the simple answer is Carolina's faster. They're more skilled, and they're just hungrier. They're just, they're just, those three elements right there is just a team that is just destined to win this cup. Carolina is the best team in the East. So, and out of, out of who's left, out of the four teams that are left, the, the Rangers are the worst in the East. It's just. I think they're the worst out of the eight. That could very well be. I mean, I don't know. I think the Rangers could beat Edmonton in, in a in a seven game series. But yeah, that's close. Yeah, and and the Rangers didn't lose to Tampa Bay all season. But I mean, it's just it's so hard to even fight. like it's. I have I have sort of the same vibe as last year's Stanley Cup, where I'm looking at Tampa Bay and I'm looking at Montreal and I'm trying to find ways that I could see. The Rangers beating Carolina 
and I think it might happen for a game, but it's just not it just not feasible to see them win seven. It's just not even like I just can't. Carolina is just too good, just too good of a team. Yeah. Um, that's this is where I look. It's Antiranta versus Igor. So as a Ranger fan, you got to have some sort of hope here. You have the goalie matchup, and you have it by a by a but margin. We had the goalie matchup even by a wider margin against Pittsburgh, and we still yeah. still went down three one in a series. It's just it's not gold. Listen, Igor's got to stand on his head, but even if Igor stands on his head, I still don't think it's good enough. Carolina is so deep. The only lines that are going to be even, if we, you know, I always, I always say the Panarin line is the number one line, and the Benajad is the number two line. But if you want to, if you want to match Panarin's line up to Aho's line, it's not even close. Like it's just, and the defense, the defense on Carolina is just stellar. I mean, Slavin. I know Martin Hook is out, but Slavin, D'Angelo, Shea. Uh, it's just, it's not. I just can't see a way. I can't see a way. So uh, Carolina in five wouldn't be surprised. Carolina in four, but yeah, I got Carolina in six. I yeah, I, mean, I think you're not showing enough credit. It is the playoffs. Teams are going to show up. If the Rangers came out versus Pittsburgh and played how the Rangers were supposed to play against Pittsburgh, they I, I'd, won be, five. I'd be I'd be singing a different a different yeah. song right now. I feel you. That makes sense. Um, yeah, and that series starts tomorrow night. The last series in the second round, which also starts tomorrow night, obviously, is the Battle of Alberta, the Oilers versus the Flames. Um, I'm gonna the, my prediction is gonna be different than what I actually took in my bracket here. Uh, I have I'm going against my boy here. I have Calgary in seven, and this is only because of Leon Drysaddle, who is gonna play. They said he's probable for game one. But I'm hearing it's like a, an ankle sprain. So, I mean, I don't know how, how well you're going to be able to skate. And, you know, he's a player that uses his, you know, his body and his strength to his advantage. And he, he stops on his edges. I don't know, you know, if the ankle will affect that in any way. He was definitely very, very quiet in Game 7. Um, so, if he plays like how he played in Game 7 all this series, it's going to be tough. Because I don't know how much McDavid can do. He's... However deep this series goes, I guarantee he averages two points a game. He's he can eat alive Calgary. I just think Calgary has too much for this Edmonton team because Edmonton, we all know, doesn't play the best you know team style of hockey all year. They kind of have relied on their top dogs to get it done, and obviously they have. But now you're going you're going to match up these four lines versus. Calgary's four lines versus Edmonton's four lines, and Calgary's going to easily take the bottom six and defense. So I, I'm going to go Calgary in seven, even though my bracket says Edmonton. So I've got Calgary in six, and uh, yes, it partly has to do with Dreisaitl being out, but most importantly, it has to do with goaltending. Uh, I, I, Mike Smith is probably the most inconsistent goaltender ever. left <laughs> ever. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Georgiev's up there too, <laughs> but most importantly is, is Markstrom, you know, he was probably the third best goalie, uh, in the league this year and he did not play good against Dallas at all. So I think he, he's got something to prove to, you know, show his team that 
listen, guys, if I if I could play how I played during the season, we have you know we have a good chance of winning this cup. And he definitely didn't prove it against Dallas, and I think now is a good time that he could prove it against Edmonton because this is you know honestly there's not many people you got to look out for in Edmonton. I mean, Evander Kane. If Drysaddle's out, it's just Evander Kane, McDavid. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and McDavid. Other than that, the team is weak. It's there's nothing much to look for. Just stay out of the penalty box, and I think Calgary's going to have a nice, easy, easy trip to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, looking at six games. Uh, it's gonna if Edmonton pulls this off, like McDavid is gonna have to put up. I think like three points a game i'm not even joking he's gonna have to score he's gonna like he does score he's gonna have to pay like, he's gonna have to do everything which is plausible because just like la calgary doesn't have the lockdown defender mm-hmm. they they don't really have much on the back end so it, you know it's not out of the question so yep that that should be the formula uh, it's also just honestly a great series battle of Al- battle of alberta i'm glad that we're getting it because this is what it really should have been i don't think we wanted as at least from a a viewer standpoint, you'd rather see these two teams than, you know, Dallas or um, L.A. And obviously everyone wants to see McDavid go. It's just, he's so fun to watch. And every, I, I would just love to see him just, you know, the deeper he goes, the better for my viewing pleasure. Um, yeah. S- series to watch out of these four. My series to watch. First, I'll just give you the series that I'm going to watch the least of, and that's going to be the Rangers series because the amount of stress that the first round gave me from someone who's not even a fucking Ranger or Penguins fan. So, the, But the series to watch, in my eyes, is going to be TBL versus Florida. That's my series to watch. What about you? Got Colorado and St. Louis. Okay. And if you- if there, it, this, is, this is the one time and the one time only to stop Colorado from going to the Cup. It's that right there. That's it. Colorado beats St. Louis. Colorado has a clear path to the cup. The only person, the only team that could stop them is Carolina in the cup. Mm-hmm. Which, looking at our sheets right here, Carolina looks like they have an easy path to the ECF. So, I mean, St. Louis is—it's got to be that team. It's got to be that series. That series is going to change a lot of people's brackets, and that series might. Decide who wins the Stanley Cup. I'm right. not even joking. That that series is the most important series, I think. Yeah, because I would... No, seriously. I take the winner of this series. The winner of the Colorado-St. Louis, I think, goes to the Cup. Do you agree? I agree. Yeah. I actually agree with that. Thanks. I agree. Yep, I agree. I think the winner of that series goes to the Cup. And in the East, it all depends. I think it's... I think I think it's just in the air. I I, I will. I think. It's I think just, the winner of Florida and Tampa Bay plays Carolina in the ECF. No, I mean that's. I think so too. It's supposed to be a joke. Well, I, so I, it's pretty obvious. Yeah, I hope so. No, I. Robbie, guys, listeners, Robbie's trying to hit you with the biggest jinx of all not time. Jinx, yeah, not it is. Jinx, not jinx. Yes, it is. I've said <laughs> I've said this plenty of times, and I'll keep saying it. I am so hard on my team, but I am the most proud. Motherfucker, when they win, I like, but I cannot be a fan that jerks off his team twenty four seven because those aren't real fans. You got to get down and dirty with your team. You have to, you have to be part of the solution. You need to point out the problems. You need to express the problems to other people because if you don't, if if you don't express the problems, then you, your team, there's no, no no such thing as a flawless team. Every team's got to have their flaws, and every team's got to fix it because if you have flaws, it's, it's 
It's hard to win the cup. Mm-hmm. I saw it plenty of times. I saw it for three years, 12, 14, and 15. That was a team that I never complained about, and I should have. Because if I complained and got it out there, they might have actually pulled one of those through. Yep. Got to be a real fan. Got to get down and dirty. But I love my Rangers. Let's yes. go, Rangers. All right, Fuck fellas. my prediction. All right, we'll talk to you in probably a week. Maybe probably less. Take care, fellas.